Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us, and we're the hosts of The Mom Hour. On this show, we're joined by a team of unique mom voices from across the country and in different stages of motherhood to bring you tips, ideas, and encouragement, and to help you feel a little less alone. We all know that motherhood is a lot easier when real moms share honest truths and remind each other that it's all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis, and yes, Sarah and I did just tell you that we're taking a break for July. Guess what? It's not July quite yet, so I'm sneaking in here with another bonus episode about raising teenagers. In this episode, I'm talking with Ken Ginsberg, MD, author of Congrats, You're Having a Teen, Strengthen Your Family, and Raise a Good Person. So when I talked to Dr. Ginsberg, I admit I was feeling a little bit extraneous in my household with my 17 and 14-year-olds, who have definitely moved way past the stage of wanting to be around me all the time. So I really wanted Dr. Ginsberg to answer this question. When it comes to teenagers, how much do we parents matter? His response is a lot, but not always in the way you might think. This is a great conversation that I'm hoping will help you reframe some of that pulling away that kids often start to do in their teens. And Dr. Ginsburg and I also talked about something that Sarah and I also talk about on the Mom Hour a lot, which is keeping the long view and making sure that your relationship with your child is at the top of your priority list. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Ken Ginsburg. Hi there, Dr. Ginsburg. So happy to have you on the show. I'm so happy to be here, Megan. Thank you. I love the work that you're doing um, specifically around teenagers and helping parents of teens. I know this can be a really tricky time, a very confusing time, sometimes a little bit of a, a lonely time for parents, I think, when we're in this stage of parenting. So before we dive into um, more about those questions, I would just love to hear about your work, how you got started in the work that you do, and, and how you work with families of teens and the teens themselves. Sure. So I'm an adolescent medicine doctor, so I'm a pediatrician. And my job as a pediatrician is to think about health. But when I think about health, I think, of course, about the body, but I think about emotions and stress and wellness and resilience. And 
When I think about all those things, I think about the importance of young people having guides in their life. Um, and uh, certainly there's no one more important as guides than parents themselves. Um, so in general, my work is about preparing adults to be the kind of people that young people deserve in their lives. And I do a lot of work around uh, uh, supporting professionals to be those people. But um, a large part of my focus is also about getting parents there. Well, I think we we could all use the help. I um, jokingly was kind of coining this phrase, lame duck parenting, which is the way I sometimes feel about it. I have five kids. My oldest three are flown-ish, um, and my youngest two are at the phase where now mentally it seems as though they've got one foot out the door. Nobody voted me in. Um, how much impact do I have? And I think you would argue a lot more than I might think. So let's talk through what that looks like. The actual, not like just the impact that we have in our kids' lives, even when maybe they're looking forward to whatever the next thing is for you know their next steps, um, but also how we can have that impact. Because I think that's another thing. Like parents clam up. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to talk to our kids. We don't think they're interested. Are they listening? Do they care? And, and what should we be doing when we're coming into these conversations with them? So there were about 10 questions right there, but yeah, let's I know let's up. break it down. <laughs> let's back up. So yeah. the biggest question of adolescence as they're growing is to try to answer this fundamental question, who am I? And part of the answer to who am I is I am someone distinct and separate from my parents. So they have to wrestle with themselves as they're getting ready to fly from that nest, to stretch their wings. What I believe is the most important question that parents ask themselves is the one that you've asked, Megan, do I still matter? And the answer definitively and without question is yes, as much and maybe more than at any other time during your child's development, except for before they were really uh, about three years old. Like yeah. you matter more than ever. And um, what happens is that adolescents are struggling to imagine themselves without you. And because of that, they will sometimes actively push you away, sometimes actively be silent, not because they don't want to hear from you, not because they don't want you in their life, but because they can't imagine having life without you. And therefore, they push you away because they love you so much it hurts and because they're struggling so hard to imagine independence. So the danger zone for parents is to see that silence and that distance as fact instead of understanding it in the context of development and understanding your child is spreading their wings and they need you as a role model. They need you as a guide in their journey towards adulthood. I think sometimes there is a, um, like there's these two extreme directions we can go in at this stage. And one is to clamp down, become really controlling um, you know, monitor and, and kind of control every movement our kids are making. And the other one's just completely back off and just be like, well, you know, figure it out. And how do you find a balance and where is that ideal balance? You've actually used the word balance and that's correct. It's what we know to be balanced parenting, what I call lighthouse parenting. Why parents, you should be like a lighthouse, um, on the shoreline, a stable force for your children to measure themselves against. You should look down at the rocks and never let them crash against them. 
you look, should look into the waves and imagine that there's going to be a time they're going to learn to ride them themselves, but you're going to teach them how. And you're always going to be that stable force that they can return to. So that is a, I don't know if you call that a poem, but that's a poetic way of describing balanced parenting. There is decades of research on the importance of this balance. Neither is correct. Hovering all the time, absolutely incorrect. Because how can a child learn to do things on their own? But not paying any attention, absolutely incorrect. Because they might walk into territory that's unsafe. So you do both. You watch carefully, you guide fully, and you love completely. Balanced parenting says, I love you so much, but I'm not your friend, I'm your parent, and that's way better for you. I'm going to let you make some mistakes. I'm going to watch you get back up. But for the mistakes that could take you into unsafe territory, you'll do what I say. Why? Because I love you and my job is to protect you. Yeah. And and, and we're still in charge, even if they don't um, necessarily always act that way. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place dot com code mom hour. 
in the culture that we're in, everything feels so high stakes and so fraught. And I think parents have a hard time distinguishing between mistakes that are safe for kids to make and ones that really aren't. And I think that's because every, the importance of everything seems so overblown. And yet sometimes if everything is important, then nothing is, if you know what I mean. So how do you help parents make those determinations, distinguish between mistakes that might hurt the kid in the moment? They're not going to like it, but they're going to be okay and they're going to learn from it. Yeah. So we've always had the experience of letting our kids, when our kids were three years old, right? We let them knock over the um, flour while we were making cookies with them so they could learn the experience of cleaning up, but we never let them put their hands on the stove. Um, so we have to, as parents of adolescents, think, what are the hand on the stove moments? The hand on the stove moments are the things that could cause irreparable harm. The classic example, um, letting your child get into a car um, with drivers that are unsafe or inebriated, right? So here's the metaphor that I give families that they have told me they find really helpful. There's this puzzle that you're putting together during adolescence, and the puzzle is called Who Am I? And when you're putting together a puzzle, what do you do first? You put together the borders. So you have an idea of what you're working with, right? Then after that, you put together the colors that look the same. And, um, and then you say, what is it I'm building? And then what you do is you cheat by looking at the picture on the box. You remind yourself whether that clump of red was going to be a cherry or a fire engine, right? So once, and then what's left? It's all those irregular pieces in the middle of the box that you have to kind of experiment and sometimes they fit together and sometimes they don't and sometimes you start over. So what should parents do? They should ask themselves the question. They should first say, when my child looks at the picture on the box, that's me. That's what it means to be an adult. Am I appropriately role modeling? including how I make mistakes, don't condemn myself for mistakes, and recover from mistakes. That's number one. Am I the picture? Now, you look at the box and you say, hey, this situation my kid's in right now, is it outside the edges of the box? Because I've put in place clear boundaries beyond which my kid can't stray. Clear boundaries. Is this situation outside of those boundaries, meaning unsafe territory? Jump in and be definitive, that's a no. If the kid's experimenting, falling down, making mistakes, but it's within the boundaries of the puzzle box, then let them make mistakes, because that's how you learn. And remember, you are parenting for the future. And if you don't let your kids make mistakes now, unless you're planning on watching them when they're 60, you got to know that adolescence is an amazing time to make mistakes under your watchful eye if it's inside the boundaries you've set. I'm thinking of things like um, a kid failing a class, let's say. I think it's really hard for parents to model the idea that that is something um, like that you can make a mistake like that. It's not going to end your life because for a kid, that's like, that's life ending in their, in their limited uh, perspective. It's really hard for them to learn different that you can bounce back from mistakes if we parents don't believe it. And so it's like, we have to also have some perspective about 
the importance of these things for the rest of their lives as well. Um, I'm wondering if you hear from people who make catastrophes out of things that are bumps in the road or see things as all ending with that really aren't. I think many, many humans do that. Yeah. And parents are not immune from that. Parents absolutely yeah. catastrophize. And what's happening is that our children are watching us. You know, we always talk. It's like, it's so cliche to say, parents, you're a 24-7 role model. It's so cliche. But when parents hear that, what they think sometimes is that we're supposed to be perfect because we're always being watched. And I'm going to tell you the opposite. I'm going to tell you that exactly because you're being watched, it gives you an opportunity to role model two critically important things. The first is that we can recover from mistakes. And not only can we recover from mistakes, but that we grow from mistakes and get better. Not only can we recover from mistakes, but we learn what we're good at and what we're not good at because of those mistakes. That is not a bad thing. It is fantastic to know what your strengths and what your weaknesses are because you don't waste your time on the things you're terrible at, right? <laughs> so that's the first thing we do. The other thing that's really important when we're being watched is we're being watched to see how we judge. Do we judge other people and neighbors when they make mistakes? How badly do we judge our life partners or spouses? How badly do we judge older siblings? And how badly do we judge ourselves when we make a mistake? When we are compassionate with ourselves, as opposed to judgy with ourselves, our kids are watching. And Megan, this might be the single most important piece of advice I can give parents. When you are compassionate with yourself, when you make a mistake and your child is watching you, you have just positioned yourself to be there when your kid needs you the most. Because if you have a nice, friendly relationship with your kid, if you have open communication, they're going to tell you when things are going swell in their lives. But what you really want to be is the parent who's going to be there when things are not going well, or when a child has a real question of their identity or some large question that they're worried about losing you. And when you judge yourself and other people, your child learns, I can't take the risk of going to my mother now. But when you are self-compassionate with your own errors, your own limitations, your own complexities, your child is watching you. And one day, and I don't know if it's going to be when they're 17 or when they're 29, but one day, as a result of your own self-compassion and self-forgiveness, you're going to be there for your child. Because they're going to say it's safe. She's safe to go to. I like how you were um, saying earlier, you know, are you this role model that your kids are watching? And I, I think, too, we sometimes put ourselves in a position where we feel like we're being watched by the world and that our kids are some kind of outward, um, like their successes, what college they get into or how they did in school or whatever, whether they got awards on awards day, um, is some kind of indicator to the rest of the world of the job that we're doing as parents. And I'm wondering how you help parents see past that because there is so much more going on below the surface that has nothing to do with those external 
measures of success, especially at this age? I teach parents to think about what authentic success really looks like. And authentic success, you're going to have to look beyond your 10-year-old child or your 17-year-old child. Because if you're looking at them, you're going to focus on happiness and how they're doing in school. Um, I want parents to begin imagining the 35-year-old they're raising. When they're imagining the 35-year-old they're raising, then they're going to begin understanding that they're looking for things like integrity, a sense of meaning and purpose, a commitment to relationships, creativity, hard work, tenacity. These are the things that make a human being ultimately successful. And I would argue strongly that focusing so much on immediate success is actually creating a very anxious generation of kids who feel as if they're products designed to please their parents. That creates so much anxiety that it actually limits their ultimate success. And what happens is kids begin seeing themselves as something that makes you proud or disappoints you. And that creates anxiety. The most protective thing in a young life is for their parent to see them as they really are, not what they're producing, not their grades, not what sweatshirt they get to wear on sweatshirt day senior year. That's not who they are. Who they are is are the basic elements of characters that, you know, their integrity, their compassion, their honesty, their, their caring about other people, their sense of humor. Like that is the most protective thing in, the, in, in a person's life is to be seen in that capacity and for your parent to not only see all that is good and right in you, but to see how you're kind of messed up too. And to see how you also <laughs> have limitations, but your parent continues to love you knowing all that is good and right and your limitations, and they choose to stand by you. That is the most protective thing in a young life. I love that. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? 
Hyo was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Hyo's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. I have one more question for you. And this one's, um, this one is a little self-serving, <laughs> but I think it'll, a lot of listeners will also, um, relate to this. So I have a college freshman right now and I've had now two other kids who've, who've grown and flown. And I feel like that first year of them being physically out of the house, it's really tricky to remember my role. Um, and it's now my third time and it's still tricky. And I wonder if you have advice or insights. I know that's become kind of this joke on the internet about the um, Facebook groups for college, for different colleges and the parent groups that become <laughs> very extra. And nobody wants to be that parent that is like calling to check to make sure that their college student's um, pillow is pr- appropriately fluffed every night or whatever. But then what is the line? If they start to back off, do we let them? Do we, how do we stay in their lives consistently and constantly without hovering and without being too much. Very long winded question, but I know you know what I'm getting at. Um, I, I certainly do. Our, our, yeah. our ultimate goal is not for our kids to be independent. Our ultimate goal is to have mutual reliance and intergenerational interdependence. We want to be close with our kids when we're 95 and they're in their 60s or 70s. We want be mutually reliant. Um, That's what our goal is as humans. But guess what? On the journey there, the only way that someone is going to want you in their life as a guide forever, as someone to share their life, is if they've learned to stand on their own first. Independence is on the road to interdependence. When we do not allow our children to stand on their own and to gain that sense of self-confidence, then they will feel controlled. People who feel controlled create as much distance as they can from the people trying to control them. So what I would say to parents of freshmen and sophomores in college, or if your kid is in the army for the first year, for the kids who have left, Give them their space to become independent. Let them know that you're always there to hear from them and to support them. But giving them that space is exactly the strategic way to have a long-term good relationship. If you hover, then your child learns to run further away. Remember this. Any parent of a three-year-old knows this. When you are saying to your kid, Let me do that for you. What you're really communicating is you're not ready to do this yourself. And so, you know, my entire.
entire life's mission is to strengthen families and to have families stand together. And, you know, we, we're having a campaign now from the Center for Parent and Teen Communication called Stand By Teens, right? So I believe in that emphatically. But standing by teens doesn't mean doing for. Being entirely present emotionally doesn't mean you're connected at the hip. It means you're always there. You're there to see them through things, but you also trust that they have their own power, their own wisdom, and their own capacity to get things done. You are their support system, their sounding board that they can always rely on, and the person who will never stop loving them. But you trust in their ability to do things themselves. Well, thank you so much, um, Dr. Ginsburg. This has been so great and so helpful. I know that listeners are going to love this conversation and feel really convicted by it. Where are some places they can check out your work? Um, you just mentioned this campaign, other things like that. Would I just send them to your website? Well, the Center for Parent and Teen Communication, the website is parentandteen.com. Um, and um, we have lots of materials there. Um, and I also have a recent book called Congrats, You're Having a Teen. Um, strengthen your family and raise a good person. Um, and uh, that is a super comprehensive book on how to have the kind of relationship that ultimately is going to have you and your adult child um, stand together. Definitely a great resource. We will put that in the show notes as well. So listeners can find that there. Thanks again so much, Dr. Ginsburg. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Mom Hour. Everything we talked about in today's episode is available at themomhour.com. And hey, while you're there, you can find more than 500 podcast episodes, plus articles, playlists, and resources about motherhood and parenting at every stage. And if you like today's episode, we'd love it if you would take a minute to share the show with another mom in your life. You can also find us on Instagram at The Mom Hour, chatting and interacting with listeners between episodes. Thanks for being here, friends. We'll talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com.